This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised, discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center under the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We are here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for support services for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance. There can be many types of gambling and it can affect anyone at any time in their life. It may not be talked about often and kept in the dark, but we hope this podcast sheds light on the hidden addiction of gambling and brings forth resources and information for you to use. Hidden Addiction Podcast. We are so excited today. Um, I'm excited. My name is Leilani Yaiza-Reed. I am representing the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center. And if you listen to our last podcast about changes, you know that I am a one-person team in this region. But what I give thanks for is the help and um, the support that the New York Council on Problem Gambling has given me and the support of my colleagues um, within the PGRC, within the NYCPG, uh, in terms of helping me to continue to develop this Hidden Addiction podcast. So today we have, we're gonna, our topic is technology. How it has changed the game and how it can help us or how it has helped us. So I have a co-host, um, Venus Moore. She works in for the New York City Problem Gambling uh, uh, Resource Center, but particularly the Bronx. Say hello, Venus. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Good job. And um, our two guests, uh, one of our guests, his name is Robin Singh. He represents Queens, the Queens PGRC as the team leader there. And we have Adam Giancarlo, and he is a licensed social worker out of the Western region. And we just thank um, Adam and Robin for being here. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, thank you for having us. Hello, thanks for having us. You are so welcome. So technology, technology is such an expanding um, field. You know, we can go back to the way of the world when we were just, you know, trying to figure out how to make a circle and make it go round and round. And now here we are, we have uh, phones that, you know, could talk back to us or I don't want to say oh, Google too loud because then she'll end up talking. But, you know, we have things <laughs> that could talk back to us. We have we, we have so much access to technology and things to help us expand as we are growing as as humanity. But with technology, we also see that it can become a problem. Um, and so let's let's get into how it it, it it can be a plus and it could be a negative and truly how to find balance because that's what it is. It's not a good or bad thing. Right. It's all about finding balance and um, and using it. So who would like to start first? Adam, Robin, has huh? a round robin. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> either way, I'm fine with either, Robin. All right. Um, so I will start with Robin um, because I asked Robin to come on, on the scene on this podcast to talk about uh, technology because he has been really, with the council, has been thinking, um, having some forward thinking ideas of how to reach different populations and one of the one of the ways that he has discovered um he's discovered it is something that's been around but he figured out a way of how it can benefit and help us in reaching other people and how it can help other people reach us absolutely right right so robin tell me about what you've been doing 
So I have actually been working on creating a platform for us called Reddit. You know, a lot of folks listening might be familiar. And, you know, I don't want to say that it's been uh, you know, specifically beneficial or had a big impact on what we do just yet, just because it's in its baby stage right now. You know, it's still actually in its infancy stage because I just created it, you know, less than uh, two months ago. But once we actually get the ball rolling and we kind of grow the user base a little bit on the subreddit itself, I really, really think that it's going to be a fantastic tool for us, not only, you know, to help guide the work that we do as far as, you know, getting folks connected with treatment for problem gambling, getting that issue addressed in the community, but it's going to be great for people that are dealing with this issue to, you know, use on a daily basis as well, you know, and I'll explain a little bit about how that works. Um, Basically, once the subreddit, or basically that's what the communities are called on Reddit, you know, all these little communities are called subreddits. Once it becomes self-sufficient, meaning we don't have to post questions or surveys or, you know, things for folks to interact with, the users themselves, the folks in the community are starting to post things themselves. It becomes a, a basically a safe space online for folks to learn about what's happening with gambling in their area, freely discuss their thoughts and feelings, you know, vent, interact with other folks that are like-minded that might be dealing with the same types of struggles, you know, recovery, or, you know, maybe they slipped up a little bit and, you know, maybe, uh, gambled for the first time in a long time and they're really frustrated about that and the cool thing about this is that it has a really direct way to help folks right you're literally going to go online and post something and somebody that's dealt with the same issue is going to respond and you know what oh you had a relapse today i had a relapse today you know what i went to a meeting i changed my way of thinking i did this i did that and this is what helped me and you're going to start to change your mind of thinking too you know and a lot of folks i have a question sorry Yes, of course. Please interrupt me. I, gonna, going. I, I think um, I think you did a great job with tap, tapping in this market um, because mm -hmm. this is a market that people don't know. But can you back up a little bit? Because some of us might know what Reddit is, but a mm -hmm. lot of us don't. This is a whole new market um, that a lot of organizations are not tapping into. So can you break mm -hmm. what Reddit is um, for people who may not know what it is you might they think you're talking another language like including me yeah i'm not familiar not too familiar with it myself not a problem absolutely yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys asked great question so reddit basically is a community content aggregation website so what that means is all the content that's on reddit all the things that you see are a user posted right? And folks can actually interact with these posts. They can vote them upward and they can comment on them. They can share them. And there are entire communities, you know, those subreddits that I mentioned earlier that are built around specific things, right? And those specific things can be literally almost anything that you guys can think of, right? That can be sports, specific sports, specific teams, you know, specific movies, series any kind of like characters that you like batman has his own subreddit spider-man marvel right and in addition to all these different you know niche interests and hobbies and characters and things there are also subreddits that are dedicated to other issues right like mental health uh problem gambling of course right that's what i created the new york problem gambling subreddit right shameless plug <laughs> and nice these <laughs> communities basically are thriving, right? We exist in the information age right now. Everybody, everybody, like Leilani said, has that computer in their back pocket. They've got that smartphone, right? They've got access to a computer or the internet in some form, right? Everybody's online, right? Everybody's on social media. We're using Facebook. We're using Instagram. Reddit is basically just another one of those types of things. And it, engages, it allows people to engage in their interests in a more direct way, right? On Instagram, some folks follow their favorite hashtag for things that they're interested in, right? Like sports or a specific team. For Reddit, you can actually join a community that's dedicated to a specific team, right? And you can see people posting things in live time, in real time about their matches, different players, information that they've seen, a fact that they heard, maybe a story they heard, and people are commenting. You're basically engaging yeah. in a community. It's very direct. My son um, is in the Sonic one and all they do is talk about Sonic. So it's very um, engaging and enticing because if you if you like a specific topic, you're drawn to it. Absolutely. And the best part about it is this type of, of engagement is definitely along the same lines of like the demographics that are really, really engaging with more contemporary gambling trends right now. 
right? Gambling is going digital. Things like NFTs are becoming popular. Mobile sports betting has nine different apps that folks can use across the state of New York. So let me ask you something, um, uh, Robin, even Mm -hmm. when you talk about using the word Reddit, because you use it in like interchangeably. So when you say Reddit, it is, um, it's a conversation because you said it like it was almost like um, people are using a a problem gambling Reddit, people using like, rather than it, it it is overall, overall working machine app, but it's also when you say the word Reddit, you're also using it to describe platforms like a, 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 a shopping platform um a gambling platform a um, yeah. mental health platform so you're using those words mm-hmm. interchangeably so the the communities themselves that exist on reddit are called subreddits right okay. so basically the subs are the different collections of communities and sometimes when i when, when you hear me say that you might think to yourself like all right just like little subsets they're like little hashtags that i can follow but they're actually like dedicated, like Venus said, dedicated communities about a singular topic, right? Like her son follows a Sonic subreddit. That's all you're going to see in that subreddit. People posting about Sonic, talking about Sonic, the new games that are coming out, the cartoon that came out in the 90s, the movies, the history, (laughs) the actors that play him, the weird looking version of him that got changed in the movie recently with the weird teeth. You know, (laughs) that's a huge meme right now that people love making fun of weird sign because he actually showed up in another movie not that long ago yes. I saw that. <laughs> you know it's 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 that's what you're gonna see you're gonna see memes you know typical internet culture of course but like it's built around the subset of like whatever the subreddit is okay so with problem gambling ny problem gambling all of those different things there are definitely subreddits that exist that are built around health and wellness as well pretty much like i said anything you can think of so of course that includes health and wellness you know, different types of uh, diets are found on, on Reddit. There's a keto subreddit. You know, of course, there's a problem gambling subreddit. There's even one of my favorites, a subreddit that's dedicated to suicide awareness and helping folks that deal with suicide. You know, it's one of the most supportive and genuine and amazingly helpful tools I've ever seen online before, because these folks really, really do take a moment to be compassionate when they see folks posting about certain things about wanting to hurt themselves. So is this, is this, you even, you're describing like you have, you having this awareness around even this, this subreddit um, around suicide awareness. Is this something that inspired you to want to bring this platform to the work that we do? A hundred percent. Because, because of the approach that I've seen online. And when I say that it's responsible, I mean that it's responsible because these subreddits have mods that are literally there to ensure that nobody's saying things that are considered triggering. There's language that's not allowed on the subreddit. There are entire rule sets that are made to be followed, right? Otherwise you get banned or even just straight up like ejected from the community where you're not allowed to post anymore, right? There's specific posting guidelines where certain things are off limits to post. These communities themselves are carefully shaped so that they actually do embrace that safe space, you know, definition. You know, this is a place where somebody can go and post about what they're dealing with and feel heard and respected and have their affirmations met. And they're dealing with people that will actually make an attempt to help them or, or maybe sometimes challenge them, their line of thinking and change what they feel, you know. And based on what I've read on some of these, you know, mental health focused subreddits, you know, I saw the opportunity for us to create an NY specific problem gambling subreddit, you know, and actually, you know, make a little window into seeing what the scene looks like with problem gambling in the state. Because once we get this to be self-sufficient and people are posting about their experiences and posting about, you know, what type of gambling they're engaging in, their recovery, their relapses, you know, what they're dealing with, their venting, their frustrations, just their overall just sentiments regarding gambling. We get to see that and we get to understand that and we get to shape our work around that. You know, and I think that's super, super beneficial, not just for us, but for them too, because people get to talk about this issue that they deal with. So in 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 the spirit of talking and getting to explain and um dig deep into what's going on within them, especially when in the addiction, and we're talking about problem gambling, and we do have a clinician here, Adam. Um what is it that you're seeing, maybe not necessarily with Reddit, um, 
with different platforms that people are using uh, in terms of technology and how is it affecting them and their gambling habit? And even is it affecting anything about their recovery process? Good question. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a mouthful, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like you were sort of um, uh, indicating, it can be a double-edged sword, um, blessing and a curse kind of thing. It depends on how, how you use it, but when it comes to technology in general, um, I the first thing that I thought was the word access, which you 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 know quoted earlier, and the explosion of the online mobile sports betting apps and different things like that, DraftKings, uh, FanDuel, whatnot, and. Um, how much it's impacted people's access to uh, gambling. And so it's just like the flip of a switch. Um, it's so easy to just, you know, go on your phone and place a bet, you know? Um, and I mean, there's all sorts of other things going on in the gambling world online or it's handicapping different things like that but uh it's uh very tempting for those of us who who struggle with addiction mm -hmm. um to uh resist that kind of temptation uh however there are also resources available like you're talking about reddit um you know, they're doing virtual GA meetings, things like that. I mean, yep. I, I have, I'm going to be probably starting a, a virtual support group nice. for my gambling uh, clients. So, um, you know, it's uh, a lot of people are preferring uh, video sessions now. Uh, really two thirds of my clients are either on a video or phone. Um, so I'm really only in the office in person one day a week. Um, so, you know, technology has allowed for much more convenience when it comes to accessing treatment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to worry about the commute. You don't have to worry about gas prices. You don't have to worry about, you know, um, it's the scheduling is much more flexible and, and easy and whatnot. So uh, there are definitely pluses and minuses when it comes to technology in general. It's a very broad subject, you know, um, but uh, it's, with COVID and then now with the online sports betting apps and everything, um, the culture has totally changed. The society has totally changed. But I think that New York State is doing a great job with uh, the resources, putting out the resources, the New York uh, Council on Problem Gambling, the Problem Gambling Resource Centers, you know, uh, there's help available and people know that. They recognize that and there, there's not a lack of exposure when it comes to the kind of help that is available. So, you know, it almost, it, it puts the ball in, in, in the gambler's court in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, but it's so easy for somebody to access care now. I mean, within days, they can get an appointment and see a therapist and talk with somebody that they need to talk to. Um, like, I don't know if you guys know Angela. Yeah, these are people are part of our team. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our... <laughs> yeah, yeah I figured. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know how the whole, your whole, the whole thing works. Oh, no, we're but, um, all connected. Yeah. We're all connected. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But, you know, it's like so many of my clients have 
just been so grateful to the uh, Council on Problem Gambling, the uh, gambling, the Problem Gambling Resource Centers, the staff that are there, and the ease of the process that you know they were able to receive the help that they needed in a timely fashion. So uh, I think you know that has been uh, the council has responded in kind and, and as necessary with uh, the explosion that's really been coming out more recently when it comes to the problems that we're seeing with gambling, online gambling, especially. Fantastic. Adam, do you mind if I ask you a question? Oh, sure. Would you ever, you know, as a clinician, would you, could you see yourself potentially, you know, advising a client or maybe suggesting to a client to use like a, a, a platform like Reddit, you know, in between sessions online? You know, of course, you know, if it's vetted and of course, like if the rule sets are there so that, you know, things that are triggering or, you know, offensive would not be shown. Could you see yourself like maybe advising a client, you know, like if I'm unavailable and, you know, in between your next session and now feel free to share your thoughts on Reddit and engage with other folks in the community? Is that something that Ab you could? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, any kind of resource that could be beneficial to them, I'm going to, you know, um, make available to them or let them know about. Um, because, I mean, when it comes to GA in person and or uh, virtual meetings, then I've got, I've got previous clients who are doing wonderfully that have at least uh, a one to two years abstinent that have, I, I asked if they would volunteer to, um, if I could give, up, give their number to struggling, anybody that's struggling and right. they've graciously done that. But the Reddit, it's, it's just right there. So, you know, you yep. don't have to worry about finding, you know, uh, a meeting the day and time where, you know, linking the number from this person to that person, or, you know, it's, it's immediate, it's accessible. It's, it's accessible. You know, that's the word. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. The, the key, I think, you know, the access and everything. And I think, you know, also with, the access piece, I mean, the state, and, and I'm realizing this recently that there are ways to self-exclude from mm -hmm. all, all the apps, mm -hmm. the online yep. sports betting apps and whatnot, and all, those kinds of things. So um, I think that's great, you know, those kinds of things. So you have the ability to self-exclude not only from casinos and whatnot, but from uh, the apps as well. So I think, uh, you know, any kind of resource like that where um, when it comes to support and mm -hmm. or limiting access are definitely uh, beneficial. Adam, I have a question um, for you. You kind of leaned into it, but um, what would you say to someone who is like listening to the podcast or know someone who is struggling like, what type of, you know, I guess, boundaries one, one could create if they're struggling with like online betting or online, you know, electronics and stuff like that? Um, yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think, you know, getting support when it comes to um, clinical support and or uh, friends, family, uh, mutual aid, uh, self-help, and yeah, if you can self-exclude. I mean, some people, it's a process before they yeah. actually commit mm -hmm. to, you know, the self-exclusion and whatnot, but everyone that I have talked to that has done it has been uh, very grateful that they have, you know, done that because, you know, 
unfortunately, you know, when we're caught up and caught in the grips of addiction, we can't trust ourselves necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, something that when you're sitting in, in an office talking with a therapist, uh, you're almost a different person. It's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Whereas <laughs> when you're driving past the casino or you're, you know, flipping through uh, apps and whatnot, or, you know, that kind of thing, that's where Mr. Hyde starts to come out to, to play and everything. So um, whatever, whatever we can do to help ourselves, keep ourselves in check, yeah. and then even have you know, our supports keep us accountable, hold us accountable. And, you know, not necessarily that they have to be tracking our every move and all those kinds of different things or, you know, but, um, you know, report to, report to your wife, report to whoever at the end of the day, you know, I had a good day and, you know, I had some thoughts or urges or cravings or this or that, but, you know, I got through it, you know, and how did you get through it? Yeah. I, you know, kind of played the tape all the way through and thought about the consequences, what would, what could happen, what would probably happen, you know, thought about the prep. One of my clients earlier today, he said he was at a carnival and they had a gambling tent and he's been sober for 15 months now. And he's, he walked past it and he t- took a look and his wife said, uh, what are you thinking or what are you, you know, what are you going to do here? And um, he said, you know what I'm thinking, but um, he was able to just walk right past it and say, you know, I know that today is, is for the kids and they were going on rides and whatnot and this and that. I asked him what, what it was that uh, led him to make that choice and he said it was the progress that he has made thus far. Thus far, you know, he's he's come so far. He he, you know, and it's not to say that a relapse is the end of the world and all that kind of thing, but um, he's proud of the the you know progress that he's made, and uh, he didn't want to go back to old old patterns and old behaviors and whatnot so um but she she was sort of holding him accountable but she gave him the choice he had the choice i said what what would she have done if you had actually gone into the the gambling tent and he said well she wouldn't be happy but you know um she wouldn't stop me so you know, I think that's power. So there's so much power when you give somebody else back their power, you know, by asking them questions. And um, some of sometimes when you're in this, when you have this addiction, you think you've lost all your power and you kind of gain it back with support, whether it's support in, in, in actual clinical therapy or support within um, this Reddit community of other people who've gone through the same thing, you become, you become, you, you're like slowly or gradually um, empowering yourself through the process and the the support of the loved one. And I think that's even so what's so great. And I reiterate everything that we do within the uh, within the PGRC, the New York Council, is that we're not just here for the the uh, the the individuals who are gambling, who have a problem with gambling, but the loved ones too, so that they can get the support, they can get that knowledge of how to support the individual going through that 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 addiction. Um, And there was one more thing that you had stated that was like, in that process of with that client um of him taking his power back but it was also about the 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 self-awareness yeah and being very aware um venus and myself did a listening session in one of our communities or uh this past weekend and one of the individuals that was participating she stated that like it's really about having self-awareness 
being able mm-hmm. to check yourself, know where, you know, where you are at and you have, mm-hmm. are you struggling? Are you not struggling? It's having that, that self-awareness and that, that willingness to want to take your power back. And, you know, um, even if you're not in, 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 in any person who's listening, even if you're not at the stage of understanding your, your, the awareness of yourself, um, know that there are platforms and I'm going to tie it all back in knowing there are platforms like Reddit, um, like speaking and being in a support group, or like you said, Adam, you reaching out to other people who are in recovery to talk to the individuals. That's, that's that peer to peer recovery to just say that you are, you are so supported. We are, we, we lift you up and, 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 and understand where you're going, what you're doing, what you're going through. Know that you are so supported, Mm -hmm. so supported. And that's, that's, I think that's so key when it comes down to recovery. Um, I did want to ask, and I can, and this question can go to both Robin and Adam, whoever wants to, you know, chime in first, you can, you know, do it. Um, But, you know, with it, we start, started off the conversation asking about like technology and how it, and talking about technology and how it, it has expanded over time. But where do you see technology um, helping in the next five to 10 years when it comes down to um, or helping or expanding? Um, and it couldn't, we, and again, I, we talk about balance. It can either go one way or it can go the other way. But where do you see expanding in the next five to 10 years with, um, with this field of uh, problem gambling? Uh, can I take this one, Adam, if yes, you don't mind? Yes, go ahead, Robin. You're probably more qualified for this one. <laughs> You're, we're all qualified. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So as far as uh, you know, where I see things happening, I can say that a lot of folks listening and, of course, everybody that's in this uh, podcast right now, we can all attest to... COVID kind of really speeding up the process for people to, you know, realize that things being done remotely actually isn't as hard as we all thought, you know, therapy being done remotely. It wasn't something that was really considered not too long ago, but now it's almost regular, right? In the last couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. Now that these sort of, uh, you know, realizations have been made and folks are like, wow, I can just hop on a Zoom call with my therapist and it's not much different than me sitting in the room with her or him. I think that that is only going to go more and more forward as we kind of progress, you know, apps are going to start being created built around uh, therapy and they already are. I'm already starting to see commercials and things like that for, you know, a therapist that can be reached at any time of the day, 24 seven, you know, via instant message or text message, or, you know, like, for example, like more like an app that's like zoom, but specifically built around therapy. You know, where sessions can be scheduled and put on your Google calendar the same way that we jump into a Zoom or a Teams meeting. I just see that, you know, becoming more and more streamlined because now folks are aware that it's easy to do. It's a, it's something that they've already done, whether it be in their professional life at work or, you know, seeking like care for certain things. Doctors sometimes schedule uh, remote like little checkups, you know, just to check you and like ask you questions and things like that now before going into their office. Folks are leaning heavily on technology now more than they ever have before because of COVID. And a lot of folks are realizing that it actually makes things easier. You know, like Adam said, a lot of his uh, patients really like the accessibility of being able to, you know, jump in and not have to drive or take public transportation to their therapist or to their, their clinician. And I see that as only getting more and more streamlined as we progress. Things like Reddit are going to be beneficial, but, as far as direct therapy is concerned, I see that being something that's going to become very, 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 very easy to be taken care of, you know, via applications, via online means. I just, I just see it getting better. Anything you want to add, Adam? I would agree, yeah, with everything that Robin was just saying, and not only with the convenience factor and whatnot and the access, um, but the awareness and uh the lower, hopefully lowering the stigma um, because, you know, it's going to be more open. Things will be more open. So people will recognize that this is an issue and it won't, there won't be as much of a stigma. So it won't, you won't feel 
uh, so self-conscious to reach out for support in whatever form uh, you're looking for and whatnot. So uh, I think that, you know, technology can definitely help to raise awareness of these kinds of these issues that we struggle with. And uh, it doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be judgment um, or, you know, criticism or uh, looking down upon people with these issues because, you know, it's uh, people end up realizing how, how much impact uh, addiction and uh, problem gambling and whatnot are uh, ravaging the, the society. I think that um, people are recognizing it, especially those who possibly didn't even, um, who are like social gamblers, people who have knowledge around gambling um, with the expansion of technology, with the expansion of mobile sports betting. And we've seen this um, across the state is that people are now inundated with advertisements and like, yep. this wasn't even a oh thing. Why, yes. why all yes. of a sudden is, you know, I'm getting bombarded with advertisements and it is because of technology it is because of expansion it is because we're moving we're moving at a faster rate um and and, and technology is the is the driving tool it's 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 the you see it on your tv you see it on your phone you see it on your computer mm-hmm. so it, it is the driving force so while even you guys are saying how technology can is going to you know expansion in the next five to ten years and how great it's going to be to even get people have or allow people to have access and exposure to care there also can be a and i just want to be um cognizant that it can be a trigger yep you know absolutely, absolutely. Or, or it can be yep. a, a a catalyst or a driver for people to um want to start gambling because it can be enticing Yep. So that's where the balance comes in. And I, I, I do want to like address that. I do want to make sure that people are aware there are both sides to it. It can be that it's going to be so great that we get, we're getting people connected, but it also could be very much a trigger. Also too, it can definitely be a bar- barrier for people who like live in a crowded house, <laughs> you know, because you don't have, you know, the confidentiality. So I think like even having these groups, um, you know, creating different spaces around your house um, and just understanding that, you know, in treatment, um, you know, video might be a barrier for someone if I have four kids, <laughs> but I want to get the treatment. So I think that gives us the opportunity to think outside the box and say, okay, so how can we get this mother to care? And I think those are the conversations like this on this podcast. These are the conversations that we need to have so we could come up with creative strategies and get people to treatment. Absolutely. I could not agree more because I'm sure Adam could attest to this from his, uh, from his clients. It's never been more difficult to be a person in recovery because mm-hmm. You can self-exclude, you can do everything right that you're supposed to do for yourself, but you sit down and, and watch a TV show and in the commercial break, you'll get hit over the head with like a couple of random gambling ads that you never saw coming. You just decided to turn on the football game. Suddenly there's a FanDuel ad in your face. You decide, all right, I'm not going to watch sports anymore. You pull out your phone and go on your social media. And then in between reading people's stories on Instagram, there's another FanDuel or another DraftKings ad. Right, you can't it's run not away. Even from that. You can't even. Sorry to cut you off. When you listen, like I watch sports with my husband, the commentators mm-hmm. are talking about bets. Of course, oh, they're yeah. paid to. Oh yeah. You have people who are like who love sports that are in recovery. They can't even watch they can't that. Engage in it at all. Exactly. Yeah. There'll yeah. be a big fan duel like ad on the corner mm-hmm. of like the stadium or on the field, like like literally where the where the bleachers are, where the players are hanging out. Like you you can't not see it. You'll do everything right. You'll stop watching sports and then you'll see a big billboard on your way to work or it'll be on the the banner of the bus that you're stuck behind in traffic, in New York City traffic. So even even in in, in, like we're talking about this, (laughs) the other side of access (laughs) is that how even Adam, this is a question for you. How are you combating that? How are in your in your practices? How are you combating somebody who's like technology is very much a part of their everyday living? Um, at, like to 
how to move into that, how to move in that space. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, but to me, um, a lot of it comes down, it ends up coming down to like stages of change. I don't know how much, mm-hmm. how, you know, yeah. familiar you guys are with that and whatnot, but yeah. um, if you could break it down just a little bit, I do know a little bit, but if you could okay, just like okay, highlight okay. it just a okay. tad bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's pre-contemplation where people don't either realize that it's a problem or don't see it as a problem or they're in denial or, you know, um, and then contemplation, they're, they're thinking about it. It may be, you know, but, you know, they're not really quite ready to dedicate themselves to recovery, to, uh, you know, abstinence or to at least harm reduction in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, action and maintenance stages. Once you really sort of uh, recognize the problem and then uh, seek help for it, reach out, uh, get honest with yourself, admit to yourself that this is, you know, a problem and whatnot. And I can't, you know, handle, I can't handle what I thought I could handle and everything. So for some people, it ends up being, you know, unsubscribing from the emails that they're getting from different, uh, you know, websites or whatnot and different things like that, or blocking, blocking things, uh, uh, spam, making sure that it goes to the spam folder, the junk folder or whatnot, different things like that. But, uh, and then again, the self-exclusion, but uh, people, you don't want people to live in in a in a box in a hole and everything like that either so it's you know people have to learn to to you know uh sort of deal with these things in this society i mean it's in some ways it go comes down to media where people with depression, for example, I, a lot of times I say, yes, you want to be informed. Yes, you want to know what's going on in the world. You don't, you know, however, do you need to spend hours a day watching the news and seeing all the, you know, negative stuff that's going on? And is it, you know, helping or is it hurting? Is it, you know, so limiting uh exposure as far as limiting time you know uh that you spend on social media uh different things like that you know um so people have to have some self-discipline some self-control when it comes to these things and it's because you know uh that's how they get you you know it's the predatory sort of uh, behavior of uh, people that are trying to make money um, that they end up taking advantage of these folks because you know um, it's an easy they know target. they know that this, they're an easy target. Yep, they can. First play is always free, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, and then the house always wins. So you know, I always have to kind of you know remind clients of these things but a lot of times you know by the time that they've gotten to my office in a lot of cases they've you know come to a place where they are willing to do what they need to do uh i had a session where there was it was basically like an intervention i had six people in this small office and they were all family members of this gentleman who uh, they were really concerned about because um, he's, you know, spending his mortgage money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he had uh, left uh, his three-year-old daughter in the car so he could go gamble in, in the casino and stuff like that. And he was, you know, getting charged with uh, neglect or whatnot. And, 
child endangerment and different things like that. But um, we had this conversation and he came in and working together, we've been able to uh, get to a place where he is on a really good track now and he's got his finances in order and he's uh, taking care of his daughter and he's being a good husband. And I mean, so I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, yeah, but, sorry. but this is but, so that, I mean, but he is an online sports gambler and uh, he hasn't been really watching sports and whatnot. Now that the football season's starting, it's gonna be, you know, for a lot of people, that's their big thing. So, yeah. it, you know, we have to take a look at that and see how much you can handle with all of that. But I have people who they've been, uh, they're more casino gamblers or, you know, they've been in recovery for long enough that they can watch the game and enjoy it and different things like that. So, and that's a great thing because I often hear about people who, who feel or in, and this is great that they, this is their own, um, tool for healing or a tool for, uh, for recovery is that they, they have not been able to go back to, um, to watching sports. And, and there is a person that, has has been able to have the ability to continue to watch sports because that's always been something that they love to do as well as stay in recovery that's just hope for somebody else who wants to go that route not right. to say that the complete omission way um right. is the only way to go but there is another alternative um and that it is possible so that I, even though you felt like you're you know being long-winded it wasn't it was it was right on time and that's that's the hope that we're trying to bring when we are when we have when we have conversations in this podcast most of our highly um listened to uh, uh, uh podcasts are either um from clinicians or people who are actually in recovery um because they want to hear how somebody else made it through mm -hmm. you know they want to hear you know the you know how did they do it? Maybe I can get, maybe I can, you know, practice the same practice or I can take what they did and kind of apply it to myself. Um, so it, it didn't go, the story did not go in vain. That person's recovery story did not go in vain. Uh, I did want to go back to um, Robin and actually to tie all of this together. And so that we can give like, good hurrah, unless Venus, you got another question. <laughs> Oh, this good. is a conversation. I love this. Go ahead. Good job. <laughs> um, so, Robin, for you, what message would you like to send to either individuals who are struggling with problem gambling, individuals who are affected, and or other organizations who want to use this platform to amplify the voices that they, you know, the, the populations that they serve, what is the message that you want to give to them, to impart on them? Okay, so it's going to be a multiple answer question here. As I, because I gave you three, so <laughs> better. So for folks that are concerned and folks that are in recovery, I would definitely say like for using a platform like Reddit, there is a certain level of mindfulness that needs to come into place. You know, just like Adam mentioned, there is a level of, you know, discipline, you know, self-discipline that needs to be employed because Reddit is a absolutely massive, massive website. You know, if you can fathom it, then there more than likely is a subreddit dedicated to it. And of course, that will include things like gambling, things like cryptocurrencies, NFTs, you know, entire communities that are built around these specific things. So, for somebody that's in recovery, that's looking to use Reddit as a tool, you know, to aid them in their recovery journey, you know, to engage with other folks in the community and talk to people that are dealing with what they're dealing with and understand, you know, how to make it through, get that sort of accessible advocacy that Adam was mentioning before. You need to be able to stop yourself from digging deeper into the website to find those things that you know you should stay away from. 
because they are there. I'm not going to lie and pretend that they're not there. They are definitely there and they're thriving. And that's part of why we need to have our presence on this site as well, because those places are where people go to get information on how to you know, invest in certain things and how to spend their money and how to engage in this behavior. So that is what I would say as far as the mindfulness thing for folks that are engaged in this behavior and trying to recover from it. As far as other communities and other organizations that are looking to, to Reddit as well, I would also say, you know, exercise a certain level of mindfulness because these communities themselves, they are very, very, very meticulously upkept and they are very guarded against folks that will come there and, you know, potentially try to, you know, get folks, you know, into treatment that might be for profit or maybe get their information, you know, their private information or their, even their demographic information. You know, whatever you do, be mindful of it. Be mindful and just be respectful. And as long as you're respectful and kind, and of course you follow whatever subreddit rules, you know, whatever community guidelines that are in place uh, in whichever community you choose to engage with, you should be fine. But please, always, 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 I can't stress this enough. Always be mindful of the rules before engaging in any type of uh, post. Because for places, for example, like the, um, the suicide awareness subreddit, which I believe is called um, our suicide watch, they have very strict rules in place to respect the, just the, the delicate nature of what they discuss in their community. You know, you can't just go in there and post whatever you want because, you know, it's triggering and damaging to folks that are there that are, you know, potentially in a delicate mindset. So just make sure that you're mindful of that and you should have a great time with the website because for example, for me, from a problem gambling perspective, as somebody that's looking to the community to figure out exactly what I should be spreading awareness of, what I should be looking out for, reading the general problem gambling subreddit gave me so much knowledge and insight into what type of contemporary trends are actually happening, not just in New York, but in the world, as far as gambling is concerned. People are into crypto, people are into NFTs, people are doing crazy things like, you know, they're on self-exclusion lists and things like that, and they have you know, website domain bans on their uh, on their computer so that they can't access gambling websites, but they're using, uh, they're actually using software to, to bounce their, their IP address to another country so that they can circumvent those bans. You know, people are finding way, and I'm reading this and I'm just like, wow, this is, I would have never thought of that, but here I am, now I know, and now I know to warn people against this type of behavior. Now I know to tell people when you're in recovery, this is what you need to not do you know, this is what you need to avoid. And I wouldn't have gotten that information if I wasn't looking into these things, reading these personal firsthand accounts of folks that are in recovery. And because of the nature of the website itself, it's all completely anonymous. You know, it's all anonymous. There's no identifying information given. I'm just purely getting the, you know, the experience that people are writing. And that's another thing to be very, very mindful of too. I'm gonna to stress that again. Um, for the folks that are in recovery or folks that are interested in these topics, always make sure to protect your personal information when engaging in any sort of social media website. Do not ever give out any identifying information or any personal information. In addition to, you know, what entire subreddits being dedicated to these different topics, there is a lot of marketing and promotion and commercialization that happens on websites like Reddit as well. You better believe FanDuel and like all these other big companies are on the, the subreddits dedicated to sports betting and mobile sports betting and all the sports uh, subreddits. You better believe that those guys are there, right? So just be mindful of what you post and where you post it. You know, keep your head on straight as far as the, the, the way that you interact with the website. Always be aware of all the rules. And this could be a potentially great resource for you to help you in whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you're trying to be mindful of certain topics, or if you're trying to, you know, get folks, uh, you know, that are dealing with the same issue as yourself, and, you know, understand exactly what it is that you're going through, and, you know, really find somebody that can empathize. I think that this tool is useful, uh, depending on how you use it. Sorry, I know that was a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Thank you so much. Um, no, it it was good information. It was information exactly what I asked for in terms of what to look out for, how to look out for it, how to protect yourself. So I appreciate it. Um, Adam, what is some imparting words 
that you want to um, provide to our listeners when it comes down to um, the advancement of technology, the balance of it all, just whatever departing words you want to impart. Okay. Um, well, regardless of how technology advances uh, and where it ends up going, uh, I think when we're talking about recovery, two things were popping into my mind earlier as we were discussing all of this. And the two things really are, you're not alone and you have a choice. So, you know, being in recovery, it takes a lot of honesty, humility, acceptance, uh, some surrender a lot of times. And, uh, you know, making choices or doing things that I, you know, don't wanna do. Uh, and that could involve technology or not, but uh, either way, you're not the only one that's gone through these issues and that is currently struggling with the issues or you know whatnot. So try to find some like-minded people, try to find some supports that you can you know access, whether it be within your own social network or circle and or through uh, resources like Reddit, GA, uh, support groups, uh, anything that you can do as far as those things go, uh, you're not alone. And you have a choice. So regardless of how much these uh, companies are trying to, you know, uh, prey on people with addiction issues, uh, we have a choice. As long as we're not caught in the grips of our disease of addiction um, today, we have a choice. And if we are, then, you know, sometimes we need to do different things to sort of get to a place where I can uh, have a choice again. But uh, I, I do have a choice as long as I'm not caught in the grips in this moment. So um, regardless of anything that happens technology wise, you know, you're not alone and you have a choice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to everybody, to Robin, to Adam, to Venus being my co-host today. Um, you have a choice, you have a choice, um, and you are definitely, definitely not alone. Um, that just speaks so much to the services that we provide when it comes down to you have a choice of how you want to enter um, your, your, your recovery, what stages, wherever you're at. Um, we have the support, we have, you know, we have things in place and we're, and we're constantly building on newer ways to better serve our community. So we're just, I'm just so grateful. I hope you guys are grateful for being in this space with me. Um, this Absolutely. is, thank you, Robin. This is thank the you. hidden addiction. Um, Venus, did you have one, like, like a quote or anything? Cause I want to include you. No, I, you know what? I feel like Adam said what I always say, you're not alone. You know, um, I'm definitely going to still the, you have the choice, but um, I think, you know, we live in a world where we think we're an island and you're not alone. You are not the only one that is struggling with gambling activities. Absolutely. could not say it better myself. That's the whole idea behind this whole Reddit project, because that's what I want people to see for themselves as well. It always ties in. And that's why I was really happy with this topic. I know that technology is very much prevalent in our lives. And I want people to understand there's balance and there's help, hope and there's help. There's hope and there is help. So whenever, whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, whatever that is happening in your surrounding areas, 
there is hope and there is help. That's right. Balance. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuously supporting this podcast, The Hidden Addiction. We are um, affiliates of the PGRCs, um, are affiliates of the New York Council on Problem Gambling. And as always, we are here to help you. Um, we are here to, to get you connected to care and also, like this podcast, educate you on what problem gambling is. Uh, if you ever needed help, reach out. Um, and if you're listening from the Mid-Hudson region, our number will be our information, all of our information for just not just the Mid-Hudson region, but where you can find help statewide will be in the show notes. Um, again, I appreciate you. Adam, I appreciate you. Robin, I appreciate you. Venus, I appreciate you. And all the listeners out there, we're grateful for you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. So much. Don't forget to visit our subreddit. That's NY Problem Gambling. And he just had to. He just had to. Just had to. It will be in the show notes. <laughs> Do you have another shout out, Robin? No, that's it for me. You sure? Okay. Well, and the Queen's PGIC. Don't forget the Queen's PGIC. Oh, yes, because he's the sole person out there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Part of the NYC team. We're well represented throughout the state. <laughs> Thank you.